ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ugo. Wherever you are, just thank the Lord that He has made it possible for you to be in church this morning. You may be in your house, but you are in church. Thank you, Lord. There are people who have not stepped foot in their office for six weeks, but they've been working from home. They are in the house, but they are in an office. They are working. They are achieving things as if they were in the office. The same. So if you are at home, don't be confused. You are in a church service. In the church service. And you can experience the same power, mm. the same effect, yes. enjoy the same Kabala. atmosphere Kabala. as you would have if you had gone to church. The same way that brother at home mm. who hasn't gone to the office is achieving the same targets Kasade. and cranking up the same income. Lift your hands and know that you are in church. Just thank him. Thank him for making a way for you to be in his presence. Thank him for making a way for you to be in his presence. Thank you, Lord. We are grateful for bringing us into your presence. We know our lives will never be the same again in Jesus name I want to read a sweet psalm a sweet psalm psalm 24 the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof the world and they that dwell therein the earth is the Lord's and the fullness. Everything is for God. Everything. For he had founded it upon the seas and established it upon the flats. Then it gets more serious. It's a sweet sound. Sweet. Verse 3. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or, who shall stand in his holy place? I bet you've never asked us a question before. Who is the person who is fit to enter the, pers- the presence of God? To ascend. People get up and just go to church, come back, go, come living anyhow this is a question in english 
who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord? Or who is the one who shall stand in his holy place? Who is the person who is fit to enter the presence of God? And the answer comes. He that hath clean hands. Number one. Number two. And a pure heart. Number three. Who hath not lifted up his soul in vanity, nor sworn deceitfully? He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This morning, one who just pray, pick up some of these things. Because, you see, it's very important. On Wednesdays, I've been preaching on backsliding. And it's very important for you to know that if you don't come out of a certain way of living your life, mm. you will never be able to even enjoy God. Never. A lot of people who are in church are really not in the presence of God. Wow. So who is the one who shall ascend to the hill? It's not just any ragamuffin. Whoa. Any ragamuffin. You just get up and just enter the church. One day my wife went to a church. She was visiting churches in Accra doing some work, some project work, something she was doing. So she was going from church to church. So she got to this church after a couple of rounds and the pastor was preaching. It was preaching time. The service, I mean, the peak of the service. So she entered the church from the back and went to sit at the back because she didn't want to create any scene and any commotion. So the pastor was in front preaching so she would see him after the service. As she sat there, in front of her, at the back, were three girls, the front line of chest, front pew, were three girls watching pornography. In church? Yes. Wow. Wow. As the pastor was preaching, they were watching pornography. Wow. And giggling. Mm. Raw. High definition. Hey. Anybody just gets up, you know? That is why it's very important who is your pastor. Very important. You must have a pastor who tells you the truth. Mm. Because the church is not for ragamuffins. It's not a place for crooks. You enter as a crook and you come back with a cross. Paged. You enter as a sinner, you come back as a saint. But this generation of Christians have no fear of God. No so that, this is 6,000 years ago. He was asking, who is the person who is fit to go to church? Come on. 
You can't just live anyhow and just go to church, come back, just go and come and go and come. Who is the one? And the first thing, and, and then, then yes, so in case you don't understand that one or you have different interpretations that the hill of God means something in heaven or some, some a specific place in Jerusalem and it's not, or the church and so on. Okay, okay, it's okay. Okay, then he asked the question. Who shall stand in his holy place? Wow. In case that one is a bit debatable. Now, who is the one who's, who, who shall stand in the holy place? Stand. Stand in the presence of God. Who is fit? Is it just anybody? You just live your life anyhow and you just come to the church? No. He gives the list. Number one. He that hath clean hands. Hallelujah. Yes. Not all hands are clean. Wow, wow, wow. Some hands are soiled with blood. Some hands have touched money. They shouldn't have touched. Those hands shouldn't have touched the money. Some of you, your hands have explored some places. Your hands shouldn't have gone there. Explored. Clean hands. Maybe nobody has told you. There is such a thing. You know, there's a microphone. There's a car. There's light. There's house. There's shoes. There's also something called clean hands. I hear you. It's a noun. Hmm. Clean hands. And you can't just live anyhow. So if you, your, your, your fingers have typed certain websites, you should, your, hey. fingers, your fingers are not clean. They typed some websites. Typing. Yes. And press some buttons. Mm. Can you stand to your feet? We are going to pray. We are going to pray. Everybody. Everyone. Everyone. Instrumentalists. Everyone. You are praying that. Your clothes may be dirty. You may have only one blouse in life. You may have only two pairs of trousers. Your body odor may not be nice, mm. but your hands, hands must be clean. Lift those two hands and begin to pray right now and say, Lord, Masata, Kalababa, help me to have clean hands. Take my hands from places my hands shouldn't go, places my hands shouldn't enter, things my hands shouldn't touch. Clean hands also means guiltless, innocent. A lot of people are not innocent. They are not as innocent as they appear. Clean hands, lift your hands and pray. It matters. It matters what kind of hands you have. It matters what kind of hands you have. Who shall stand? You can have dirty hands and enter the presidency. You can have dirty hands and talk with the mayor. You can have empty uh, uh, dirty hands and talk to a doctor. You can have dirty hands and enter a bank. But who shall stand in the holy place? If 
your hands are not clean. Come down. Pray. Some of you must ask the Lord to cleanse your hands because your hands haven't done well. Your fingers haven't done well. Salino Sadanda Handalala. Lady Sandali Dolima Handala Baba. Ah, your hands have touched something that belongs to someone. That woman belongs to someone. That man belongs to somebody. Your hands cannot touch. Pray. Maybe your hands are tired. Lift the hands again and ask the Lord to cleanse your hands. Some of you are talking about something that you did with your hands two years ago, six months ago. Spiritual sins cannot be washed with homo. Spiritual sins are not like coronavirus that you can use sanitizer to clean. Sadima Mama Yandalaba. Hands up percent alcohol cannot clean your hands. Only the blood of Jesus, if he confess your sin, is faithful and just. Sadimini Mosa. Rama Maya Tabatimo de Sedalamahandalababa. Imasinde Mamalabababa. I said, sin is not like coronavirus that you can use a sanitizer to clean. Shema Daliba. Rema Sindini Masatalaba. Rama Sama Maya. Clean hands. Clean hands. Clean hands. Clean hands. Adimo Palande. Cleanse, Lord. Cleanse. By the blood. With the blood. Cleanse, Lord. My hand took something. We are in church. I know you are at home, but we are in church. In the name of Jesus. Yes. There are four parts. But we are going to pray the second part and then God willing next week we'll pray the rest. Very important prayers because who is the one who will stand in God's presence? How many of you desire to stand in God's presence? If you do, then this information should be very important to you. You can't just live anyhow and expect to find yourself in the holy place of God. So the first one we prayed about is the one with clean hands. The second one, the second 
qualifier. The second thing that gives you access to the holy hill or to the presence of God is a pure heart. Pure heart. Yes. A pure heart. It's very important that your heart is pure. There are people whose hearts are not pure. And one of the strategies of the devil is to let you walk about with a heart that is not pure. Because he knows that once your heart is not pure, no matter the acrobatics you perform, you will never find yourself in the presence of God. So your, the, your, your, your impure heart disqualifies you even from praying to God. Wow. And we are going to pray now because there are things that come to, to pollute our hearts. What are some of these pollutants? One big one is offenses. Offenses. Yes. Offenses. Bitterness. Wow. Unforgiveness. Some of us have not forgiven people who have offended us. And once your heart is not pure, you cannot enter God's presence. You cannot. And, 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 and why are you going without God's presence? Wow. Moses said, if your presence is not with me, we will never even leave this place. So, so there are possibilities in our lives only because of the presence of God. Only because. That's why we are going to pray against the things that pollute our hearts if you are here and your heart is polluted the blood of jesus can 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 purify your heart offenses the heart of a man is supposed to contain blood red blood but there are some of you there are human beings in your heart Instead of blood, it's a human being. A human being. It's your former boss. Hey. Your former boyfriend. Hey. That girl who broke your heart. Oh. That guy who said something to you. Mm. And you are moving about. And instead of having blood in your heart, it's a human That's being in your heart. Yes. Wow. Your heart is not pure. Not pure. And you cannot stand before God. Another cause of an impure heart is sin. Yes. Son. Some of you, you know, there was a guy who came to Christ and he said that he has obeyed the laws of God, the commandments of God from his youth. And there are some of you who began to sin from your youth. You began to watch pornography when you were nine years. Yes. Cause division. Some of you began fornicating. You, you, were, you were 11 years fornicating with your mother's youngest sister. From your youth. So as you've grown up, you are, you are polluted. You are polluted. You don't have any sense of purity. When you see something that is nice, when you see a girl that is nice, you have to undress the girl in your mind. Because there are many times where the, the heart and the mind are the same. Yes. 
when, when ladies are singing in the church, they are worshipping. Because of pornography, you, you can't even look at them because once you see her, you have to remove all her clothes on the stage. Hey! Yes! Mercy. Yes! God wants your heart to be pure. Your mind to be pure. When you come to the church, it's church is a place of love. We are relating nicely. We are hugging ourselves. We are happy and we are moving around as before coronavirus. Now we don't hug. <laughs> when you come into a fellowship like this, because of your, your impurity, you can think that people are sinning. And today I'm going to preach about accusations. Wow. Yes. They are the people who are in the church and, and, and because they themselves are not pure, they see impurity. Mm. To, the, to the defiled, everything is defiled. We are going to pray because you need to be happy in church. Happy. You need to be flowing in the church. Low. When I'm preaching, you need to look at me without falling in love with me. Hey. Yes. Yes. <laughs> on my birthday three days ago, somebody sent a message on on the on the Facebook page said that, eh, 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 are you single or not, or, 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 or are you married? Hey. Why? Why? You have seen that I'm wearing a ring. You are asking me if I'm single. Hey. <laughs> because you are not pure. You were impure from your youth. Lift your two hands right now. And you see, because these things, they block your access. You never experience God. You never feel God. You never enjoy a certain presence. Begin to pray right now. Begin to pray right now. Talk to God. Talk to God. For a pure heart. Remove offenses. Ask Him to cleanse your heart from bitterness, unforgiveness, offenses. Pray. No matter your background, no matter the life you have lived, the blood of Jesus can cleanse you. Pure. Make me pure, Lord. Sadin Dirimosa. Lama, 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 Yamama. Ramazina Lababa, Yandalaba. Ima Sadila Boka, Boka, Lababa, Baba, Baba, Baba. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Put your hand on your heart and say after me, Lord, I thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for today. Thank you that you can cleanse my heart. Thank you that you can cleanse my heart. I come to you. I come to you. To cleanse my heart. To cleanse my heart. Of bitterness. Of bitterness. Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. Wickedness. Wickedness. Sin. Sin. Make me pure. 
make me pure. Purify my heart. Purify my heart. Purify my heart. Purify my heart. I need to stand in your presence. I need to stand in your presence. With a heart that is pure. With a heart that is pure. Purify my heart. Lord. Purify my heart. Just bless his name and ask the Lord. Ask him to purify your heart. Purify. Yes. There is a song I want us to sing. Lord, make me pure in heart. Make my heart faithful and true. It's a prayer. So when you look at me, it's your righteousness you see. Lord, make me pure in heart. Put your hand on your heart and sing. Lord, make me pure in heart. Make my heart faithful and true. So when you look at me, it's your righteousness you see. Lord, make me pure in heart. Let's sing it, everybody, from your house. Lord, make me pure in heart. Last time, sing it as you dance. Lord, make me pure in heart. Make my heart faithful and true. So when you look at me, it's your righteousness you see. Lord, make me pure in Lord, make me Just clapping your hands. Keep clapping your hands. I hope you're you going to enjoy testimony time because I'm here for testimonies. Can you shout testimony time? Hallelujah. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15 that God will give us pastors according to his heart and they will feed us and bless us. Hallelujah. This morning we have Ernest Afriya sharing a testimony. He says, hello pastor. I'm Ernest Freer, the Basenta leader of the Pantang Hospital in Akoman region. I want to thank God for all the various escapes and blessings he has given me since I joined the church and found my pastors. Can you begin to put your hands together for the lives of pastors this morning? He said, last year, God saved a patient I nearly killed at work for giving the wrong medication. This medicine has killed lots of other people. said, but in my situation, the patient survived. May whatever was supposed to die in your life find itself standing with life in the name of Jesus. said, when this happened, I called LP Gloria to pray with me. 
and the power of God through the prayer saved the patient. Celebrate God. But it didn't end there. Then he said, last year also, I lost a land I bought to land guards. When this happened, I called my Basenta leader at that time, Mr. Edu Jemfi, and he prayed with me. After the prayers of my Basenta leader, the chief of the land, say, listen, the chief of the land called me for the land and gave me an additional land for free. May you receive a bonus in the name of Jesus. Then it didn't stop there. He said, I'm not done yet. This year, the rains broke part of a building I have used almost two years to build and my car just broke down at the same time and I had no money for all of these. I mean, I was flat broke. I spoke to my regional head, Mr. Asma, and I believe through the prayer he said, God revealed his power and I was able to use just a week to complete the collapsed part of the building, which ideally I'm supposed to use several months. May whatever is supposed to take long in your life, may the Lord begin to fast forward your blessing. May the Lord begin to fast forward your breakthrough. If you are receiving it, I need you to shout in that room and say, I receive it. I don't know how this sounds to you, but to me, it tells me God is in the miracle business and working things out for us, especially through our pastors and shepherds. If you have been paying attention to the testimony, you will notice that every time there was a problem, from the patient who he gave the wrong medication to, to the situation with his car, to every other thing, you realize that there was a pastor around, there was a shepherd around to minister to him through word and prayer. Now listen. He said, I don't know how this sounds to you, but to me, it tells me God is in the miracle business and working things out for us, especially through our pastors and shepherds. Bishop, anytime I think of these scenarios, no one comes to mind but you. I see you clearly. I have had and have pastors because of you. You are the best shepherd anyone could ever hope for. I want to use this testimony to honor you for the pastors that you send our way. Because without them, my life will be in shambles. I want to say a happy birthday with this testimony and I want to honor you as well for giving us pastors, for guiding us, for caring for us. You are a total blessing. Thank you for caring for the church family the way you do. Some of us have a life because of you. Can you put your hands together for such a wonderful testimony and celebrate God for the life of your shepherd. Celebrate God for the life of your pastor. Oh, that hand clap sounds very weak. That shout sounds very light. Can you really give the Lord a shout and celebrate God with me? Hallelujah. We thank God for our pastors. But this morning, our pastor has a special blessing for us. Come in and song one more time. It's our sister Mariami to bless us. Are you ready to be blessed this morning? Then put your hands together and let's receive our sister Mariami. Put your hands together.
our bishop and say happy birthday. Keep on laboring on.
sang by an anointed vessel of God. Clap your hands for my Rami once again. Yes. And I pray that everyone in this service will labor for God. Do something for God. Go labor on. Spend and be spent. You know, some of you are too relaxed. Some of us are so too happy. A certain happiness is not good. You have to be having certain kingdom-related issues. It will bless your life. I want you to help me welcome Grace to bless us with a beautiful song. Clap your hands for her. Anointed vessel of God to bring us some music. Amen. The song I'm about to sing says, Be quick to obey. As the word of God is coming, be quick to obey the word of God. Amen. Certain man he had two sons. The younger of them said to him, Father, give me the portion of good stuff for let to me. And he divided unto them his method. Yeah. See, not many days after. The son got it all together and took his journey into a far country. There he wasted his substance on riotous living. Oh, yeah. And he spent everything. Oh, so you must be quick to believe, be quick to obey. Change your mind, you must be quick to hear, you must be quick to receive, be quick to understand, you must be quick to humble yourself, be quick to yield yourself. Oh, 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 oh. Be quick to you. 
clap your hands. Beautiful song. Be quick to obey. Amen. Even if you are phlegmatic, you should be quick to obey. You are slow to do everything, but obeying God is very important. The prodigal son was fast to turn around. I see somebody turning around this morning. And I know your life is also being changed. Each time you come close to God's word, your life is changed. And I'm very happy that today we have all gathered from all over the world. Everywhere. There's, everybody is from everywhere. And we've gathered around the word of God. And this morning I want to continue... But before I do, I want to say a very, very big thank you to all of you who celebrated my birthday with me a couple of days ago. May you also be celebrated. Yes, I want to thank God for all of you who honored me. May you also be honored. And we pray that God gives us all many more years. And may each year add something to your spiritual stature. If you, are, if you are a pastor, may each year add something to your pastoral stature. You can't be like an elephant today, and then in two years' time, you've shrunk to a lizard. You know, every year should see growth and increase. It says the path of the just is like the shining light. And it shines more and more. You have to do more. So whatever you are doing, our sister who just sang has to be singing very powerful songs far better in the years to come. Yes. Otherwise, we will not celebrate her birthday. Any birthday we celebrate, you must show us what you've done better compared to last year. Yes. If you don't have documents, no birthday celebration. (laughs) But on a serious note, God bless you for being a part of the beautiful day. It was exciting. It was awesome. And we pray for more years to preach and build and to serve God with our lives. Amen. So this morning, I am continuing to share with you from those who accuse you. It's one of the loyalty and disloyalty series. And uh, it's a very, this is a very, very, very important book. I mean, as a book, I mean, there are many books in the world. But this book is a very important book. If you don't know the subject, you will shipwreck your destiny. Whether you are a pastor, you are a wife, you are a shoemaker, you, you, whatever you are. Accusations should be a subject you are very, very well versed in so that you understand how things happen on earth. Today, for instance, as I promised last week, God has given me the grace to preach to you. I'm on the second chapter. The hidden laws 
of accusation. Yes. Very, very important. And I think that I would like to read the foundational text from Revelations chapter 12. Verse 10. He said, and I heard a loud voice. Loud. Saying in heaven. Now has come salvation. And strength. A loud voice. Now has come salvation. And strength. And the kingdom of our God is here. And the power of his Christ shouting in heaven. Why? Why? What's wrong with this guy? And he gave the reason why he was excited. That at long last, salvation has come. Strength has come. Make sure you listen to last week's message if you are not here. Strength has come. The kingdom of God has come and the power of his Christ. These four things have come. Why? Because the accuser of our brothers has been sacked. has been cast down. Which accused them before our God day and night. You may think that because he was accusing them before God, then God should have neutralized, because if you are talking to somebody, about someone to God, then God knows what is right and what is not right. So if, if you are, I mean, if this guy was accusing the brethren to another man, then that one, he can believe it. But if it's to God, then it is of no consequence, because God will just dismiss your statement, go, just get away and move on. But, even though the accusations were, were being made about the brethren to God, it still had an impact. There was no salvation. There was no strength. Hmm. The kingdom of God that was to come had not come. And there was no power. The power of Christ was not there. Just because someone was in the midst of the brethren. Accusing. Today, I'm on chapter 2. The hidden laws. There are laws. <laughs> Can you clap your hands for Bishop Dagwood Mills? Beautiful. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No man can do these things except God be with him. Yeah. You must be walking in amazing revelation to come by such material to write down. And we thank God that he wrote it in a book. We are starting to look at the, the laws, accusations, that is bringing up Stories about people. Coming up with 
stories about your friend. You say this to this about this person. Churches have been destroyed. Relationships have been destroyed because of accusations. That's why today we are talking about laws. What are the laws that govern the subject of accusations? The first law is that your relationships will be polluted by accusations. Your relationships will be polluted. Accusations destroy relationships. That's number one. And that's a big one. God likes relationships. For God so loved the world. It's through relationships that we have salvation. As many as receive him, to them he gave them power to become the sons of God. Relationships are very important. A lot of things, in fact, most of what happens on earth is through relationships. Very few things happen on earth because of qualifications and degrees. Very little. Very little. That's why the golf course is a very important place on earth. Yeah. That is actually where employment and business connections, business contracts are signed or are discussed. Yeah. People have got first class in whatever course, but they can't get a job because somebody who failed is doing it. <laughs> and he's, he's doing it because his father has a relationship with the owner of the company. So you, your masters from wherever, it's, it's in the air. It's, 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 it's in the air. It's in the cloud. <laughs> A lot of the things you see around, people are there. because I mean, when there's, there's a president and he has got ministers around him, and uh, ministers and secretaries and senators and all these people. It's all relationships. Yes, you know, you become a president. I mean, why should I make a stranger I don't know the minister for information? I must have a relationship with you for you to be the minister of defense. Hello? Yeah. A lot of things are because of relationships. I tell you. At least, I mean, I don't know a lot of things, but I know for sure that beauty is not what gives marriage. No. Marriage, 
to be married is a result of relationships. There's a relationship. A man doesn't marry a woman because she's beautiful. He may sleep with her. But to marry you, to put a ring on your finger, I need to know you. So you see that the girls who are able to have relationships, they get husbands. It doesn't matter whether there are pimples on your face or one eye is red, one eye is white. It doesn't matter at all. Once you can relate, the, the, the person is happy with you, you are married. Kasuka tukalabayanda. It's not about how your, how, your, how your body looks or whether you have got calves or you've got hips. Okay. That's why if you go to town, the, the people who go and have operations, let me use the word for you to understand, they go and do operations to make their buttocks big, operations to make their hips big. They are only useful for one night. And maybe I'm traveling with you to Dubai and let's go. So for a man to marry you, it's not by You are only useful for parties and uh, having fun with you and so on. When was the last time you saw somebody having a wedding with a big buttox? Most of them, they're not even looking. It's the wedding day. It's the makeup that makes her look a little presentable. But when she washes her face, hey, but the man likes it because he's happy. When he's with her, he's relaxed. She can cook. She can chat. We don't do marriage because of the size of your breast. It's not about watermelon breast or pumpkin breast or whatever. What, even if it's an egg, the man likes you. Relationships, relationships, relationships. I'm speaking to a girl. Stop bleaching your body and relate well. Stop blaming wigs. Stop, 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 stop perming your hair and whatever. You can cut your hair. I've met Sakura girls. They have husbands. I saw one recently. No no hair. Beautiful, nice, no hair. There's a man with hair. It's not about... if, If she's pretty, it's extra. It's extra. If the legs are straight, it's extra. There are women with crooked legs who have got husbands. Right. I know this lady, Johnny Erickson Tada. Some of you, if you just got born again, you will know her. She's an old Christian. When she was a little girl, she was going to swim. And she entered the pool straight and hit her head at the bottom of the pool and had um, transaction of the cervical cord with quadriplegia. <laughs> it means that the, the legs were not working, the hands were not working. So she was, she was in a, if you know Johnny, Johnny, she was in a wheelchair, only can move the legs, uh, the, the head like that, the hand and legs apart. No movement. The body is just there. It's just the legs. The, the head. It's the head. I think she used to even paint. She used to put a paintbrush in her mouth. I think she's the one. 
Yes, and she used to also write, I mean, you know, poems people would write for her. I mean, she's very artistic, and she could also sing. I saw her a couple of times on TBN. You know, no hand, no leg. We were there, no, a Chinese man came and said, I'm marrying her. You are receiving a beloved right now. Receive a beloved. I said, receive a beloved. I'm preaching already. I said, the body of Christ worldwide was rocked one morning with the news that a Chinese man said he wanted to marry Johnny Erickson Tada. I don't want to bore you. They had their wedding. She now has children. You have two legs and two hands. You can't get a beloved. That's why you need to understand that the world, you see, so, so when I come to you with a book like this, you, you must understand that relationships undergird most of the things you are seeing around. If a pastor will have a big church, it is not about preaching well, it's relationships. The size of the church is proportional to how many people are working in the church who are having centers and branches who bring, how many members are winning souls, how many are inviting. It's relationship. The pastor has a relationship with his leaders and the leaders have relationships with outsiders and the, the more relationships there are, the larger the church. That is why you must listen to me. Maybe if today, if I only talk about the first law, it's okay. One of the things the devil does is that he uses accusations to pollute relationships. And it's not just pastor church member. It can be wife and husband. It can be master servant. It can be friends. Any type of relationship. Yes. I'm preaching. I know I'm preaching. I know it very well. When you are with Jesus Christ, he wants to have a relationship with you. He gathered his, his, his disciples and told them, henceforth, I call you not servants, but I call you friends. Friends. That is how today, after Jesus Christ left 2,000 years ago, there is still Christianity here because of friends. Yes. If he had died without friends, it would be over. Some of them were, were brought to boiling oil. They say, say that this man didn't do this. They say, how can I? He's, <laughs> I can't talk about what I have not seen. What I'm seeing, what I'm seeing is that Jesus Christ, he, he healed the sick. He came from God. And they, they would be dropped in the oil. They died happily. Fried. Why? Why? Relationships. When he died in the book of Acts, by Acts chapter 2, some of you, you can't forgive. Yes, you can't forgive. So you are alone. But Peter, he denied Jesus Christ three times. But when he came around, Jesus forgave him. Not knowing that he was forgiving the man who was going to take over from him. 
By the time he died and we entered Acts, it was the man who had denied him three times, who had been forgiven, who was standing there declaring the name Jesus Christ. The crowd. Relationships. Say relationships. Say relationships. And that is the target of accusations. To disrupt relationships. There's not much that can happen in your life without relationships. Not much can happen. You must be an expert in relating with people. So Jesus Christ in Mark 3 and verse 14. Beautiful verse there. He said, and he ordained the twelve. That they might be with him. And that he might send them forth to preach. So you see the people in town preaching powerfully, ministering powerfully, healing the sick, and doing all manner of wonders. What you don't know is that it is founded on the people having been with Jesus. Relationships. The exploits in the kingdom... The exploits by these disciples. He said he ordained them to have relationships with him first. No, if there are no relationships, there are no exploits. Your next advancement will happen on the back of a relationship you have with somebody. Makula Bazanda. I said, if your, your next step, I don't know where you are now in life. You are at the top, at the bottom, in the middle. Your next step in life will be on the back of a relationship you have with somebody. And because of that, for that reason, Satan will attack relationships. Yes. Revelations 20 verse 8. I want to show you one of the works of Satan. Revelations 20 verse 8. The Bible says, And shall go out, talking about the devil, and shall go out to deceive the nations, which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. One of the works of the devil is to deceive people. Yes, we know that. But one of the, his things is to gather people to fight. Yes. He's a promoter of boxing tournaments. That's the devil. He promotes fights. Is that in English? To gather them. He deceives the nations so that he will have power to gather them to battle. So you come here. You come here. Start. Can I? Friends who have been eating for, for years. They've been roommates for years. Suddenly, they don't talk. Suddenly, they are quarreling. Sisters who have been flowing and flowed all these years, relating well. Pastor with his member, he has prayed for him. He has preached to him. Priest and bless him and minister to him. Um, conducted uh, outdoors, bless their wedding, flowing nicely, father and son. Suddenly, he brings them together 
to battle. Cry. Suddenly, a father-son relationship has degenerated into, into, into antagonism. Enemies. When you hear the son on Facebook talking about the father, you will not believe that once upon a time they sat in the same car. And we're sharing biscuits. He, he deceives people and gathers them. When I say Kalai in your house, say Kalai. Kalai. Yes. He gathers, when I say he gathers them, you say Kalai. He gathers two friends. He gathers pastor and church member. He gathers singer and instrumentalist. He gathers two roommates. Kalai. Starts. Round one. Oh, I'm preaching a good message. I'm preaching a good message. Husband and wife. Two beloveds. Start work. Start work. They met. They've been happy. They were, they, they've been flowing. They go to Silver Bed and watch movies. They go to Osu to eat papaya. They are in town happily until somebody says something. Then... Listen. Accusations can be likened to the pouring of Satan's feces or urine on relationships. Accusations can be likened to Satan vomiting on precious relationships. Somehow, these accusations have the effect of dirtying everything. Listen carefully with your eyes and your ears. Pure relationships are poisoned by even the slightest accusations. Nothing is ever the same once you have been accused. A brother who is accused of having an interest in a particular sister never has a normal relationship with that person anymore. Yes. Normal relationship, nothing sexual, nothing immoral, nothing. Just friends, no. Then the brother hears in a room that they are saying that uh, he's sleeping with the girl and the girl uh, was found in his house. Nothing is happening. Suddenly when he sees her, it's like, it's a kaline. It's a what? It's a what? Kaline. Somehow that relationship is polluted. He may actually have an interest in someone else. Nevertheless, tension develops in that particular direction of the accusation. And everything that was pure looks and feels evil, even though it's not. Such is the defiling and polluting power of an accusation. One pastor described how his pure and undefiled relationship with his church members had been spoiled by his wife. Yes, accusing him about specific women. He explained that my wife claims I'm interested in certain people. Since then, every time I speak to these people I'm supposed to be interested in, I feel sinful. Yes, Not, he said, nothing is the same anymore. And he said, also, my relationship with my wife has changed. Yes, 
It's not just the pastor's relationship with the members, which is Paul's, but his relationship because, you see, <laughs> Satan, when he enters a relationship, his, his, his destruction of relationship is multi, multi-directional. One pastor had a convention in his church. Three days. The first night, true story, in our uh, church lighthouse. The first night, he preached powerfully, and then he ended the, 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 the convention. They gave offerings, and then he went. The second night, he realized, no, he should have prayed for the people. So he said, if you sense that the power of God is on you, you feel like you want to serve God, you want to do missions, or, I mean, something, if you sense the Lord is doing something, just come, I want to pray for all those who believe that God wants to use them. So the people came to stand there. Convention night. True story. That he laid his hand. Receive it, they will fall down. Touch Lord, touch Lord. Yes, out in the name of Jesus. Beautiful night, second night. That convention ended. Powerful anointing. Then they went home. So when he went home, it was late, but he was very hungry and was very spent. So he, his wife brought food uh, and he was eating. Then, as he was eating, the wife said to him, true story, said, um, I want to say something. I just want to say, Kaline. Say, Kaline. Yes. Don King is promoting a boxing tournament. Say, Kaline. I want to say, I just want to say something to you. Say, oh, why? What's happening? Say, oh, um, tonight was very powerful, but I noticed that when you go to Sister Susie, the fair colored uh, leader of the Lady Ashes, you, you, you spent a long time on her. And then the rest of them, you were. Say, oh, And so, so, so what are you saying? Say, Kaline. Zamakota shakata ya baba. Look, the pastor couldn't believe it. I spent a long time. But if, even Bishop, when he's having uh, conventions and, uh, uh, um, and all these meetings, and he, he prays, some of some people just catches them, they go. Some he spent a long time, different times, and so on. What? So he went and took a video. In the, he started eating and went and brought a DVD to put on to, for, for, the, for the wife to, to watch. But you see, the Kali had been rung. The one said, no, no, no. I've seen it, but the time you spent. So third day, final night, he was preaching. He finished preaching and said, I sense that some people need some breakthroughs in certain areas. You feel that you are stuck and you want to come out. (laughs) If you want to come out, just come forward. I want to pray for you. And who should come again? Sister Susie came and said, Oh, no, so... But who doesn't like prayers? As soon as the pastor starts, he says, ah, Caroline. So he began. 
Yes, yes, break out, break out. In the name of Jesus, receive the power of God. Receive, receive, touch Lord. They were falling down. Powerful. When you go to Sister Susie, in Jesus' name, amen. In my Say, Caroline, from that day, that pastor and his wife, it was never the same again. And the pastor and Susie, never the same again. And pastor with any copper colored girl in the church, also the same. Why? Because accusations, what they do is that it comes to pollute relationships. Be very careful. Once in our church, there was a brother who used to. Um, Manage those days. We had tapes, tapes, you know, to your CDs, tapes, MP3. We had tapes those days, we had tapes. And the, and, the, and the brother, very committed brother, very dedicated brother, sacrificial, always there. Then there was some audit or something of the tapes and the money, and the, the, he was asked a few questions about. The, I mean, the money and the income, and we sold how much, where's the money, and so on. The brother couldn't believe it. It's, it's like he, he understood what was going on. Like he was being accused that he, was, he had stolen. He got offended, and that was the end of him. He, ne- he left the church long ago. He, he couldn't stay. That brother would have been a bishop today. Watch it carefully. Regina had the vision. And in the vision, there were vultures that were vomiting on people. Yes. They were vomiting on people. Some of you, somebody sitting here, sitting at home watching, there is, there is vomit on you. Somebody has vomited on you. There were prisoners who were moving somewhere and, and as they were going, once a while, the vultures would land on them, on their shoulders, and vomit. Which is, let me go on. And the vomit was condemnation. When the vomit hit a prisoner, he would stand up and march a little straighter for a while, and then slump over even weaker than before. And I said, I wondered why the prisoners did not simply kill these vultures with their swords. Which they could have easily done. They had sword. They could have used to kill them, the vultures. So as I watched, I realized these prisoners thought the vomit of condemnation was truth from God. Yes. Somebody comes to your house and begins to talk to you about a pastor. He comes and talks to you about the sister who sang. Or somebody in the church. And as he's talking, what you don't know is that the person is vomiting on you because once you hear those things, once you hear those things, even, even your relationship with that person will be spoiled. When you see her, you see a fornicator. When that girl is purer than you, you, you the virgin. Christians, they talk. And, and it's not just Christians who talk. You yourself can, 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 can say something to your husband or to your wife that will end your marriage. Yes. 
you say something or your friend goes to hear something you said about her and comes to ask you, did you say this? I mean, how? And it's over. What you don't know is that that person with whom that relationship has gone bad may be the one who would have worked out some relationship for you to have a husband one day or a job. Yes, because everything happens on the back of relationships. He said he sent them, he ordained them that they might be with him. And then he sends them. So you see the guys healing in town, but it is on the basis of a relationship they've had with Jesus. Yes, always the pastors who you see working in a certain way have a very great relationship with the person who, who, who appointed them, with their pastor. If you see in the church, the shepherds who, very, who work very well, even in, in the church I pastor, the people who work in a certain way have a relationship with me. Always. Those who are far, who are not correct, whose minds are not correct, don't work well. In fact, you can, you can easily equate how a person's mind is about you to the quality of the person's work. Yes. If a center leader is always having three members, four members, five members, three, four, when there's an engagement, then it drops to two. If it's a funeral and the family members come, it, it goes up to ten. And then it drops to three again, four. That is very possible that that person may not even like you. The pastor. The people who like me in my church, everything they do is big. Oh, yes. Yes. I can mention names, but it's not appropriate. Everything they do is big. You see how they, how they commit themselves to what if I'm doing something and they come into it, the way they give themselves, the way they pour themselves. Ha! And that is the relationship. But I, I, I'll come there. Those relationships stand the risk of being destroyed. By accusations. And when somebody vomits on you, even your ability to reason is destroyed. So instead of seeing something as demonic, you rather see something which is demonic as something from God. That the person who has come to pollute a relationship to you or pollute your relationship with somebody, you may think the person was sent by God to reveal something, only to realize one day that what the person came to say had, it never existed. Number two, you will be accused of the exact opposite of what you really are. Satan's strategy is to, is to, is to accuse. When you hear people talking about others, what you are hearing is likely to be the exact opposite. It's one of the laws. A lot of accusations you will hear about somebody. Uh, your wife you have married, and then you, you, go to, you go to town, or you meet somebody who says something about the wife you have married to you. A lot of the things that people say are, are the opposite. 
And you may think that, ah, but if it's the opposite, then it shouldn't have any effect because it's not true. But what you don't know is that those words have been anointed by Satan. Yes. Moses was accused of being a murderer. He was accused of trying to kill the Israelites. Even though he was doing the opposite. God had sent him to deliver the Israelites, but the people accused him of trying to kill them all. Notice the scripture, and I'm reading from Exodus 14, 11. Exodus 14, 11. Listen very carefully. And they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us? To carry us forth out of Egypt. It's not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt saying, Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. In Exodus 16, verse 3, the children of Israel said to them, Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt. When we sat by the flesh pots and when we did eat bread to the full. For you, Moses, have brought us forth into the wilderness to kill us. You've brought us here. Meanwhile, Moses was bringing them out of Egypt to the promised land. The very person who was giving them life was being accused of killing them. The Bible says in Exodus 17, Verse 3. And the people tested there for water. And the people murmured against Moses and said, Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt? To kill us and our children and our cattle? We test. All the problem Moses had with Pharaoh and all the all, all of Moses' problems were, were a result of trying to deliver the people of Israel from the Egyptians. But when he brought them out, the, the exact opposite, the exact, the one delivering them was the one called a murderer. But that was not the end. He was also accused of being proud. When the Bible says in Numbers chapter 12 and verse 3, that now the man Moses was very meek. Bible says in Numbers 12, 3. <laughs> I said what? The Bible says, Now the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. Be very careful what you hear about people. Yes. The chances are, I don't care who is talking to you, whether it's your husband or your wife or your best friend, I'm telling you that that person is being used by the devil subtly and surreptitiously to destroy your, 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 your relationship with the person. Yes. If you read Numbers 16 verse 3, Numbers 12 3, the Bible is describing Moses as being meek. Meanwhile, in Numbers 16 verse 3, the people he's delivered though, they, they assemble together against Moses and Aaron. And always, they meet. When you see them in uh, 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 Uncle, Uncle, Uncle uh, uh, um, Jimmy's house, they are gathered against. Yes. You see them talking somewhere in the corner. They are talking against 
One day I saw some two ladies. But that one I said it humorously. Very, very humorously. I said, you, two, you people, when you meet, it means somebody is suffering. <laughs> yes. But not, not slander. I mean, they, they, they just like to day, day people stop. They like to tease. I said, when, when I see you together, it means that somebody is suffering. <laughs> but genuinely, there are some people, when you see them together, it means that a pastor is being defiled. I have been discussed in many places, on car parks, in church halls, in offices, in people's homes, in bedrooms. I've been discussed. One day, I, was, I traveled to, a, to, 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 a, to a, a convention. I went to have a convention in Cape Coast. Precisely, um, Mankesim. I said, my salt pond, our salt pond branch. This must be about um, 10 years ago. Saturday morning, I was driving back to Accra. And I got a call from a church member. I was, in a, I was a pastor of a church. As I got a call, I said, oh, wow. So I picked it. And he said, tell me how? How is it? I'm, I'm coming back home. But I realized that the person wasn't talking to me. Oh, hello? Aliu? Oh. Kwame? I realized that he was not talking to me. The phone had mysteriously called me. And when I listened, but I knew, I could hear he was talking to somebody. Facings, insults. And he has come and he's just doing this. And then, and he says, I don't understand. He's too, he's too proud. He's just in the chat talking. He's just moving, just waves his hand. Hey! From. I, I, I got the call around Malam. I, I, I listened to the call till I, I got to Tetequashi. And no word of it was to me, but the, he was talking to somebody about me. When I went to check the following day, Sunday, and I saw him. Oh, can I hold the Bible? Oh, okay, I can hold my Bible. I'm, I, I'm not a leper. Watch out. Watch out. Today, the two of them, one of them is dying. They got that again. So, see, some two people, so her husband and wife, when they meet in the bedroom, I don't do you know why, why. Don't you have time to have sex? Why do you sit in the bedroom and, and is the pastor you who is the subject of your discussions? Read it in English. They gathered against Moses. The gathering was not to rehearse a, a song, was not to rehearse ins, a, 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 a instrumentation, was not a teaching service. It was a gathering against. And what did they say? He said, you have gone far enough. For all the congregation are holy. Everyone is holy. And the Lord is in our midst. So why do you exalt yourself? The man that the Bible is calling Miko, is being accused of exalting himself. Always, accusations are the exact opposites. I remember the day I took offerings. 
and I was accused that I had used the money to buy a plane ticket. My, my personal money I had used to, to, to make that stage. My own money I had used. But nobody knew. Do you know? They don't know that. If you want a pastor comes to stand in the, in the church and say that he's raising funds to do something, it means that he has got the money already for the thing. Or most of the money. You are just being given the privilege. Jesus Christ was accused of destroying God's house. Yes. Mark 14, 58. So we, we heard him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands. And within three days, I will build another made without hands. Always, see, and there are people like that. They take a portion of a pastor's message and present it on Facebook. They present it on YouTube. They present it to whatever. I see that the pastor spent one hour talking about that. But the curse of the Lord will not depart. The Bible says that to subvert a man in his course, the Lord will operate it. Somebody preaches for one hour and you take just five minutes. A, a, a part of a sentence or a part of a presentation and present it as the person's main thing. Even your children will not escape it. Your children who are innocent will not escape the judgment of God. Yes. This man said that you, he will destroy the temple. That is Jesus Christ. The question is, did this accusation have the desired effect? The answer is, yes, it did. It worked. The accusations, even though fantastic, and contrary to the known character of the preacher, had the desired effect. Jesus was condemned to death for this very accusation. He died because he had said that. I pray that you go to Jerusalem one day to see that if you, just one wall massive and you wonder did this man really mean that he will pull down this temple somebody's ministry may be ending you may think the accusations are baseless but it is happening yes you go to Instagram, you go to this gram and all the grams, and people are, it's like they, they, they've risen up against pastors. Jesus was accused of wanting to destroy the temple. When he said, I will build, I'll build my house. I'll build it. The gates of hell are not prevailed. I'll build my church. He was also accused of wanting political power. Listen, I say that after this service, you may hear something about somebody. It may be the exact opposite of the person. Be careful what you are going to believe. Because what you are being told, the, the, the ultimate reason is to, is, to, is, is, to, is to drop potassium permanganate into the water and discolor your relationship. So you see, a man is with his wife, but there's no marriage because of something the woman has heard at, at, at 11 p.m. He saw the man standing under a tree with his singer. 
Yes. And it is true. It's true. But with a finger doing what? Do you know the circumstances that led to that, that interaction? And who else was there? But do you hear all those things? They were under a tree. Is the baby so then when they finished, they climbed the tree. <laughs> Jesus was accused of being interested in the throne of Caesar. How far from the Jesus being interested in the throne of Caesar? Wow! That Jesus' eyes were, were on the throne of Caesar. When indeed his eyes were on the throne of heaven. It's important to recognize that wicked accusations may actually point to the complete innocence of the accused. However, it takes a very seasoned and wise person to recognize what is happening. The Bible says, Luke 23, verse 1, And the whole multitude of them arose, and they led him to Pilate, and they began to accuse him, saying, we found this fellow perverting the nation and forbidding to give tribute to Caesar. I read the Bible in English. When he rather said, give to Caesar what is Caesar. Has anybody heard that sentence before? Give to Caesar what is Caesar. That is what they were saying. That he was rather preventing people. Be very careful of lies. Packaged as innocent stories and true stories about somebody. Intended to demean and, 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 and malign the person's integrity. Yes. As I'm talking, I, rem- I can remember both people and stories about me. But we are here. Jesus was accused was of many different things. So for many bear false witness against him. Mark 15 verse 3. Many bear false witness against him, but their witness agreed not together. Mark 14, 56. This is Mark 14, 56. They bear false witness, but their witness agreed not together. Mark 15, 3. And the chief priest accused him of many things, but he answered nothing. Yes. Law number three, I end with this today. The most effective accusers are those closest to you. It's a law. That is, a lot of accusations are useless, baseless, pointless, and insignificant, and are, are, are impactless. But the accusations that have power to affect you will come from somebody who is close to you. Those whose accusations will have the greatest effect are those who are closest to you. The accusations of close people sound credible and true because of where they worked. (laughs) The accusation of a church member will have more effect than the accusation of a non-church member. The accusation of a general pastor will have less effect than that of a close associate. But the accusation of a wife will carry much more weight than that of any associate or pastor or member. Psalm 41 verse 9. Even my close friend, in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. Yes, somebody said, then, 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 then they come up with proverbs. 
There are proverbs. They say that if you don't go close to the beach, you won't hear the crabs coughing. Yeah. So if you, so, so we, we have been, you can't just walk on the beach. You won't hear. We have been close to the beach. We are close to the sand. If you are close to the sand, you will hear the crabs are coughing. <laughs> and you are standing there. So it's, no, see, when he said, oh, but the pastor, when he took the offering, they went to sit in the room, they shared it, and he did this. Look, it is when you go close to the beach that you can hear the crabs coughing. Or you see that, you see, when, when the crocodile comes out of the water and says that there is a snake under the water, you must believe. I know where I'm coming from. Yes. I've worked at the highest levels in the church. Yes. When the crocodile comes out of the water, it's out and it says that there's a snake down there. Believe it. I know what I've seen. Then you two, you are there. What you don't know is that it is, it is a diabolical plan to destroy. Maybe that person you are hearing the things about is the one God has sent into your life to, 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 to impact you. To save your children. To save your marriage. To minister to you. And by the time that crocodile leaves. Today, there are people who stand alone. Fatherless. Friendless. Brotherless, helperless, and it's all because of accusations. Relationships are destroyed. Husbands don't love their wives anymore because of stories. A wife, sometimes accusations, you don't need to hear it from somewhere. You can just imagine. Yes, like the wife who was sitting there, as the man was preaching, she was imagining something. And whatever you imagine, you, you, it, it actually multiplies what you see. Yes, your imagination has a way of escalating your vision. I pray for you that God will help you to begin to imagine pure things. Yes, that, that's why David was asking, why? Why do the hidden rage? And the people imagine vain things. People can actually imagine things that are not true and write them down as stories. And when they look at you and they see anything which comes close to what they have imagined, ah, that's the girl. That's the girl. That's the girl the pastor is sleeping with. No, no, not the pink one, the green one. And so the pastor stands. As he's preaching, he says, receive it. And I said, receive what? Because somebody from inside his office has gone to tell a story. What I'm talking about, a story has just come to my mind. You find somebody. That's why if you are here and you are close to anybody important, be careful. You are the one the devil will use. Why? 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 Because... You are the only one whose story will be believed. A stranger standing at the door, if he says, oh, this pastor is like this, this oh, who are you? Yeah, who are you? But the one who carried the water, 
the one who stood by him. If he says that I have worked in that office for four years, and I know what I'm saying, I can give you names and dates and places. So, ah, so when the pastor appears, no, hey, the homosexual has come. I pray for you that your life will advance properly by reason of relationships God has prepared for you. May God may God's messengers into your life play that role and that role alone. May you learn to receive the people God sent into your life and be ready for stories. If you, even as I'm preaching, somebody they say, hey, but this pastor, why is he preaching? Of all the books, all the books, out of shepherding, anointed and is anointed, sweet influence. But even, even he was preaching wise as serpent. Oh. He didn't even finish. Why? Is he going to impregnate somebody? Yes, because I was, I was preaching from this book. He didn't finish. So why? Has he going to steal? Is, is, some, is some news about to break out that he, he, he's preparing the church? What you don't know is that you are the one. You are the target. You are the target. Right there. Satan. And so you will never see salvation. You will never see strength. You will never experience the kingdom of our God. And you will never experience the power of his Christ because you are lying in the same bed with the accuser. Yes. When he whispers into your ears, he blocks your salvation. People who should be saved today cannot be saved because of their mind and their stories about people. God, God will use specific people to minister to you. Yeah. Not everybody will minister to you. Not everybody. There are people God sent into your life. And they, when they come and they stand there, that's why Christ told them. He said, you will never see me again until you learn to say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Because, because you can easily say that cursed is he. Or a deceiver is he. So many people are there without certain blessings. Because the people who carry their blessings into their lives have been labeled by the accuser. The accuser has vomited on their minds. So the, the one bringing even their blessing is seen as an evil one. I pray that God will touch your eyes to see through evil. To see through the plans. The next time you sit with somebody and the person begins to talk to you about somebody important to you, be very, very, very careful. Something, there's a conspiracy around you to destroy a relationship and leave you fatherless, brotherless, barren, alone and about to be eaten because it is when you are separated always watch the word life when the deer are together the, the deer that moves away is the one that is eaten yes and when we are together his banner over us is love let there be love shared amongst us we are together it said, it said henceforth Shall ye be known as my disciples if you have love one for another? But when vomiting comes in, when this, this one is talking to this one, he says this about this one. Hey, that pastor, that people who have told me on my birthday, I've, I, I read stories. I mean, that before I came close to you, 
I have heard this. I have seen this. This person told me this. But when I came close, I realized, oh, you are the exact opposite. Be ready to hear the exact opposite of somebody God has sent as a messenger into your life. And what is the reason? To make sure you never receive from God because he will use a vessel to come into your life. May you never allow accusations to pollute your mind about the people God sent into your life. As we are here in the family, we have a father, we have a, we have a prophet. The next time you go to the news, you are going to hear, you, you, you may read a story. And what is the reason? What is the, what is the aim? To pollute your heart so that you don't receive. And then you go and make somebody else your father. What you don't know is that, <laughs> what you don't know is that when a person is your father, he's your father. And until you honor him, it will never be well with you. Yes. May you never. That's why, one of the reasons why I like Shem and Japheth. They were the two of the three sons of Noah. What Ham did was like an accusation. He said, come and see daddy who is naked and drunk. Look, let me tell you. The story you hear about your father your mother, your pastor, even if it is true, block it from entering your heart because there is nobody else who can be to you what a person who made you is to you. I'll take it again. There is nobody else who will be to you what a person who made you will be to you. Sam and Japheth said, whether he is drunk or he is naked, we don't care about it. We are rather going to take the cloth and cover him. But as for him, as for him, he had already gone to see and come out of the bedroom with accusation. Look, an accusation, listen to me, an accusation can be true or false. David talks about false accusers. It's not about whether it is true or it is false. It is about what it is intended to do to you. To sequester you and make you an orphan. Fatherless. Because who doesn't have problems in life? Shem said, and Japheth, they said, even if he is drunk, we don't care. We rather will cover him. I pray for you. I just spoke to somebody right now. I just said some. Somebody sitting there. Your mother. Your mother at home. You don't have a relationship with him. I know somebody who has destroyed his relationship with his mother. And it's all based on things people have said. Comments. Because everybody has enemies. May you not meet the enemies of the person you love. May you not meet the enemies of the person who has the password to your destiny. I said, I pray that you will never meet, because when you meet the person's enemies, it's over. You either hear the stories and, 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 and rubbish it, or you believe it and destroy your relationship with the one who holds your destiny in his hands. May God help you. Stand to your feet and let's close. <laughs> Lift your two hands. Lift your two hands. And pray for yourself. Pray, pray for yourself. Pray for wisdom. Pray for wisdom. 
Pray for wisdom. And you are likely one of these days to hear something about somebody. And it's the exact opposite. Now one of these days you are about to hear something and it's, uh, it is only meant to destroy your relationship with the person. Everyone's destiny is in somebody's hands. He said you will never see me. He said your house will be left to you desolate. Yes. Desolation in your house because you never said the man God sent to you is blessed. You rather use the labels people gave you to plaster the labels on his face. The stories people told you are the stories you are using to relate with him. What you don't know is that your destiny is being truncated. Lift your hands and pray. Listen, listen. I want to say it again. Most of the exploits you will do in your life will be on the back of your relationship with somebody. Be very careful. The people you listen to and what you hear. Jesus Christ said, be careful how you even hear something. Receive wisdom. I break a curse on somebody's life. A curse on somebody's life. A curse is being broken. There's a son in your house. Your father, sometimes your mother will tell you some things about your father which is not true, which are not true. Sometimes your father will tell you some things about your mother which are not true. Be very careful about what you hear. And one of the things you must pray is that, Lord, Lord, let me not hear what I must not hear. Let me not hear what I must not hear. Let me not watch what I must never watch. Yes. That's my principle in life. I will never click to open something that I know is coming from somebody who doesn't like someone I, I like. No, 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 no. No. It's not about whether it is true or not. Even if it is true, I don't want to know. No. I don't want to know. Lift your hands. God is giving somebody here wisdom. Thank you, Lord. God is giving somebody. You will live long. This wisdom of knowing what accusations are, and there are more to come. This wisdom will keep you. Amen. This wisdom will preserve you. Amen. When others are being destroyed, you will rather be increasing in greatness and blessing. Receive blessings. I receive it. Receive favor. I receive it. Receive long life. I receive it. May it be well with you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now put your hand on your ear. Wherever you are. I'm blocking certain words from entering you. Amen. Because when those words enter you, they defile you. Mm. Yes. When they enter you, they defile you. I block words Amen. from men. I block words from demons. Amen. I block your own imaginations from destroying you. Amen. I pray in the name of Jesus that from today you will know how to listen to certain people. Amen. That as you are listening to them, you have already erected a wall. Amen. Receive wisdom to hear. I receive it. Receive wisdom to hear. I receive it. And may Jehovah preserve you. May you walk in blessings. The blessings yes, yes, yes. of your father. Yes. The blessings of your progenitors. Yes, Lord. The blessings of your ancestors. Yes, Lord. The people whose blessings you must carry. May you have honor, only honor. Hey. Only honor. Only. 
on your mind. Yes, yes. And may God have mercy on you wow. and on me and on us all. And deliver us deliver. from falling prey to the vomit of vultures. Oh, yes, Lord. Meant to cut off our destiny. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to pray now for anybody who is not born again. If you are not born again, I want to pray for you. There's a number on the screen. If you call it, somebody is going to talk to you and counsel you. But I'm going to pray for you. It's my responsibility to lead you to the Lord. Lift your hands and let's pray. I want to pray for you. Next week is a communion service. Make sure you come with your communion. Next week, Sunday, we are having communion. It's very important. Make sure you are here with your communion. You come home with your communion. You come for the, for, for the service at home with your communion. Power will be released. Amen. Healing will be released. Amen. And now let's pray. Father, I pray. Say after me, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to forgive me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. And wash me with your and blood. Wash me with your blood. Have mercy on me. Have mercy. I on declare me. today. I declare today that I am born again. That I am born again. I declare today. I declare today that I am a child of God. That I am a child of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For my salvation. For my salvation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That I am born again. That I am born again. I will walk with you. I will walk with you. I will serve you. I will serve you. I will follow you. I will follow you. I will fight for your kingdom fight for your kingdom satan will never have me satan will never have in me. jesus name in jesus name amen. amen 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 clap your hands for jesus